Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. So you know Vladimir Putin, you think he's a killer? Mm-hmm. I do. Evidently, Putin wasn't thrilled with Biden's killer comments because last night, Russia recalled its ambassador to the United States. What? Why? What are they upset about? Putin is famous for being a killer. It's kind of his thing, along with horses and nipples. <laughs> He's killed so many people that in 2017, the Washington Post was able to publish a list of 10 critics of Vladimir Putin who died violently or in suspicious ways. His greatest hits are hits. Not a joke. Yeah, so uh, Biden in an interview with George Stephanopoulos the other day said that. He said, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Putin is a killer. He is absolutely a killer. And Putin was that the same s- interview with the uh, he has no soul claim? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Putin wasn't going to stand for that. No, although, as you pointed out, uh, Putin likes to be called a killer. Oh, yeah, His yeah. power depends on being thought of as a killer. Oh, yeah. So which uh, which do you want to hear these first? Alexei Navalny thinks he's a killer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a killer. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I don't know. I got the list too far away from me. My eyes are getting worse. So how did uh, we do it last time there, Sean? Uh, we got uh, number 44. Okay, uh, a crowd favorite. Everybody's been asking for it. A Kremlin oh, yeah. spokesman said there hasn't been anything like this in history as the Russian president analyzed the comments. I remember when we were young and would bicker out in the yard. We would say, I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. We always see our own qualities in other people and assume that they are just like us. Putin accused the U.S. of past genocide, slavery, and referenced Black Lives Matter, themes that Russian bots use online to divide Americans. The man with his finger on the button of the second biggest nuclear arsenal on the planet, said, I'm rubber and you're glue. Everything you say bounces off me and sticks to you. I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. So's your mother. Well, ollie ollie oxen free. So there. What? No takesies backsies. What? What? What the heck? And he had that usual Putin smile on his face of... I'm a, I'm a smart aleck, and I know I'm a smart aleck, and what are you going to do about I'm it? I'm rubber, and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Yeah, huh? I will win argument or poison you. So either way, <laughs> he's good. And then I'll wrestle a bear with my nipples showing. Yes, yes, putting them at risk. You know, nipples enrage bears, Jack. Keep them hidden if you're in bear country. Well, now you took... The uh, the quote in clip number 41, very seriously. Um, you took this as a threat. I'm not sure I did, but folks, you be the judge. Is this a threat to old man Biden? A war of words erupted just hours after President Biden vowed that Vladimir Putin would pay a price for attempting to undermine the 2020 U.S. election and agreed that the Russian president is a killer. Regarding my American colleague's statement, as he said, we know each other personally. What I would answer him, I would tell him, stay healthy. I wish him good health. I say this without irony. Yeah, don't fall out any windows or uh, (laughs) get a water bottle that's tainted or anything like that. Why did he say I say this without any irony? Because that's an incredibly ironic thing to say. You snuff your opponents. (laughs) 
I don't know, and it's possible it's one of those Russian words that doesn't translate quite correctly, and because uh, that doesn't quite make sense to me either. Um, right, right. Well, he gave him a live long and prosper. But I would tell him stay healthy. I wish him good health. I say this without irony. Isn't that a mobster coming and saying, "Yeah, I hope you I hope you stay healthy. I hope your wife's good. I hope your kids are healthy." Isn't that just a threat? It could be. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, but then Putin later said. I've just thought of this now, he told a reporter yesterday. I want to invite President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it actually live, but with no delays, directly in an open, direct discussion. And So I, I think I Vlad thinks he can best Biden one-on-one. He thinks Biden's old and senile. Yeah, I didn't catch that, but I think that's clearly what's going on. I thought it was just the typical, um, you know, I want to be seen as an equal on the world stage thing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's a, you don't have the mental capability of, of doing anything live because, and it's because of the press conference thing. When Molly Hemingway the other day, the Federalist, when they said it's now a national security issue, Biden's press conferences, so maybe they should put him off. Putting him off is a national security issue. You have enemies of the United States, world leaders thinking our president is, uh, hasn't got his act together mentally. And yeah. they might be right. Yeah, yeah. The the other thing that I'm sure Putin wanted to accomplish is he, he can get into whataboutism the way the Chinese diplomats were doing, yep. calling you out, saying, "Oh, your cops kill black people. Uh, your your white people are hunting down Asian people in the street. The U.S. is a terrible country too. Bringing us down is reward enough for them, and they don't have to bring themselves up. And you got all our biggest media helping along with that. So good job." Nice job. That's enough of this. Now that. Transition music, please. So I don't know much about the New York Mets. General manager is a big position, though, right, in a Major League Baseball team? That's oh, yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. It's it's enormous, yeah. And they actually fired him. The, the fortunes of a team rise and fall with their GM, no doubt. Who did he send pictures to? That usually matters. A, a, a reporter. A woman reporter. Oh, my God. Did she want them, or did he send them no. unsolicited? See, he sent her dozens or a dozen texts saying, hey, we should get together. We should go out. And, and, and increasingly suggestive culminating in a picture of his uh, his flag at full staff. Okay, here I have this story. The woman, a foreign correspondent described by ESPN, who moved to the United States to cover baseball, said at one point the general manager had sent her more than 60 consecutive texts. There you go. Yeah. That's a little stalkery, scary. Any, be, any woman would be frightened by that. Got to be from uh, Japan or Korea, right? No to be other, interested in baseball? No other foreign countries give a damn yeah. about American baseball. Seven of which were photos, even though she Americans? was not... Cubans? Ah, good point. 60 consecutive texts, seven of them photos, and she didn't respond to any of them. So you send you send a woman you've met a text, no response. Oh, I'll send another one. Maybe she missed that one or All whatever. Right, 58 more. Maybe 58 you, more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you go to your trusted friend and you say, Sean, I just this gal, this reporter, I feel like we should be together. She's beautiful. She's charming. But she keeps ignoring my text. Do you have any suggestions? Well, hmm. Have you tried sending your junk? <laughs> Have you tried sending a picture of your fully aroused wang? No, I haven't. If only she knew of that. Thanks, buddy. Uh, clearly, then it's just romance. Good, and, and I'd like to sit Anthony Weiner down, this guy, and, and he's been canned from one of the... He's, he was going to be a general manager of a New York baseball team. Culmination of his life's dreams. Do they think, you know, I wonder if she doesn't realize I have a penis. 
<laughs> I have never been in a situation where I'm confused about whether or not a specific woman does or does not want to see it. It always seems perfectly clear right, right. which ones are interested. Even before you get to the junk pics, just the texting that much, I, I missed out on the whole um, uh, texting being part of dating thing mostly. I just barely caught the tail end of it before I got you know, uh, married and everything. Um, but it seemed to me so handy in that you didn't even have to have contact. You could text somebody, they text you, no response, you know, okay, there's no interest there. You're right. done. Yep. You you send out a little feeler. Boy, that was quite a meeting we were at. The uh huh. That was something. They 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 don't respond. No interest. They respond pleasantly with an opening. Okay, there you go. Exactly. It's so it's so great. It's it's, it's it seemed to me like an advancement, especially for women, because you always have the power dynamic thing going on. Just from a physical standpoint, you can you can make it very clear. No interest in like casual chat with you. Right. Maybe send one more in case you got busy and forgot, and after that you're through here. Or fifty eight more, including right. pictures. Right. Exactly. That makes yeah. you a crazy person. It, it, it's no an wonder you got odd... fired. Again, that's why I would like to talk to these people, not to condemn them, but to understand them. It's like my daughter has a, a job interview, a virtual job interview today, and I'm, oh, I'm rooting for her so hard. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's as if I go in for a job interview and, it, and I have the thought, I should probably show this guy I can best him in a fight. <laughs> I mean, it's where does that thought come from? I, you know what I think would get her is if I showed her my erect genitalia. You know, I mean, how? What? You know, I, what? Well, for normal people, it's especially crazy. I think for the pro athlete type, I assume he was a pro baseball player. Is, is that true? I not? do not know that. I don't know that. Either. Often those guys are That's just true. numbers guys. That's true. Executive Ath- saber metrics, etc. A- athletes, musicians, that sort of stuff. I think they're so used to. It's kind of like the the Donald Trump, uh, you know, famous P tape that came out. A, a certain a certain kind of guy, whether you're a billionaire or a pro sports player, you're so used to getting your way. I think you kind of get out of whack. Yeah, as to what's normal and what's yeah. not. Well, he's back in whack now. For those of us he's that are canned. for those of us that are normal, sending sixty texts to someone. So they met on the inter on an uh, ele- elevator briefly, exchanged business cards. She probably introduced stuff. Oh, okay, cool, business cards. Then he texts her sixty times in a day. Well, there's no way she was hot. She'd, I'm assuming there's no way they'd exchange cards unless she was interested in him. He's a baseball executive. She's a baseball reporter. Besides, Wait a minute. Once she sees <laughs> this, yeah. oh boy. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? Can you see my... Right, that was his theory. Oh, we didn't even get to Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, V candle. Oh, no, see, that's, in the that, news. no, 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 no. Too no. much? That is too much. Too much? <laughs> Absolutely well, too much. But it's equal rights. Maybe for we your podcast. We spent like 10 minutes on this guy's junk and the ladies get nothing. <laughs> Sexist. Misogynist. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. My husband says there's a finger in the driveway. Ellen, oh, by the way, you have two flat tires. Literally been laughing all day because if I don't, I think I might cry. If you're going to go to the hospital, especially if you just sever your finger off, you would take said finger with you. We assume it happened around 1030 last night because we had our neighbor across the street that lives next door to him heard a yell and some crying around 1030 and then he sped off shortly after. I don't find doing anybody hurting themselves. However, karma has a good way of working itself out. So apparently her neighbor decided to slash her tires for some reason ah. and accidentally cut off his finger. Oh, my God. And left oh, it there. Oh, that's gross. That's justice. 
Frontier just or something. Of, I don't know. <laughs> what kind of beef you got with your neighbor where they slash your tires and then you laugh at them finger the finger getting cut off? <laughs> I mean, what, what's well, going on between you two? How do you slash tires? What are you doing? Does nobody You're want like to move? slashing wildly at it? Or yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody would you think would be looking into moving? I think probably they may be. I think old Nine Finger Jimmy is just <laughs> probably taking a look. So a couple of quick stories for you here. They're just, uh, you know, we've been telling you for the longest time, uh, of course black lives matter. Of course black Americans deserve all their civil rights and the respect of law enforcement, blah, blah, blah. Everybody should be treated equally. Uh, but Black Lives Matter, the organization, is a Marxist organization intent on tearing down everything you you hold dear. Not only that, listen to this. Black Lives Matter ignores victims of systemic racism and enriches a select few, so see the families of some of those killed by police who've come to the attention of the group's own activists. Founded in 2013 following the acquittal of George Zimmerman for his role in Trayvon Martin's death, they've held protests uh, against perceived systemic racism, etc., etc. But on Thursday, the mother of Breonna Taylor, you remember her killed tragically police raid March 2020 Louisville Kentucky she says BLM is nothing more than a scam quote i've never personally dealt with BLM Louisville and personally found them to be a fraud i could walk into a room full of people who claim to be here for Brianna's family who don't even know who i am i've watched y'all raise money on behalf of Brianna's family who has never done a damn thing for us nor have we ever needed it or mm. asked or asked, so talk about fraud. It's amazing how many people have lost focus. I'm going to say this before I go. I am so sick of some of y'all. Her critiques were not unique. Last month, the father of Michael Brown, an 18-year-old shot and killed by police officers in Ferguson, Missouri. Justifiedly. Putting, yeah, according aside, to everyone. Eric Holder and Barack Obama said, yeah, the cop did nothing wrong. Putting aside the, the twisted rhetoric involved with that particular case, um... His father asked Black Lives Matter a simple question. Where's all that money going? A review of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation financial documents found the group raised nearly $100 million in 2020, of which less than $40 million was spent in the last year. Michael Brown Sr. asked, who are they giving the money to? What are they doing with it? Why hasn't my family's foundation received any assistance from the movement? How could you leave the families who are helping the community without any funding? The Lincoln Project, Black Lives Matter. You could go on with a long list of these sorts of things. Uh, really pay attention to who you give money to and how yeah. they spend their money on what. Yeah, more first, common than not, more common than not, absolutely that true. money is stolen or wasted, and often at great levels. Some of the activist group leaders, life has been good for them, though. Patrice Conculler's over the last five years. She's bought millions of dollars of real estate in California and Georgia. The self-proclaimed Marxist defended those purchases, saying they were consistent with her commitment to communism and racial justice. Listen to this. I think that is a critique that is wanting, and I say that because the way I live my life is in direct support to black people, including my black family members, first and foremost. She said in an interview just this past Thursday, for so many black folks who are able to invest in themselves and in their community, they choose to invest in their family. And that's what I've chosen to do. In other words, her family's gotten rich. I've decided to invest in my family. And, and that's her <laughs> that's defense? A, that's a good word for I took money from a charity that you thought was going to make the world better, and I gave it to me so I could live in a million-dollar house and my family. I've decided to invest in my family. That is beautiful. 
And, and, I, the, and I want to live in the same neighborhood as uh, Tiger Woods and uh, what's his name? Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also uh, came up recently that Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation co-founder Patrice Cullors ranked in upwards of $20,000 a month, serving as the chairwoman of L.A. Jail Reform Group in 2019. Reform L.A. Jails paid her through a consulting firm almost $200,000 for uh, the year of 2019 alone. I'll bet Listen. it's so easy to do if one of these things gets hot nobody's paying any attention. It'd be maybe you alone or maybe you and one or two two other people deciding how much should we pay ourselves should we include our like where we stay and what we got to drive and everything yeah might as well sure and I mean, hey nobody's gonna about, pay any attention how about uh my husband you know he uh he took some accounting classes in college let's put him on the payroll and then everybody gets rich and and american corporations cowed by the mobs in the streets and wanting desperately to be seen as being on the right side of history gave hundreds of millions of dollars to this organization you stupid fools and you people who listen to them and the, the stuff in the the classroom the indoctrination you're fools you're all fools foolish fools and your foolishness well, how much how many things did I buy or eat or wear where they said a percentage of this goes to Black Lives Matter? So I'm glad I could help her uh, buy her house so she could live in the same neighborhood as Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a nice spot, too. I've seen it. Uh, the scenery is absolutely beautiful. Armstrong and Getty. Five, four, three, two, one. Begin! This is cool. So when you guys are supposed to cheer. Oh! He has an enormous amount of chutzpah. I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am you. Hey, man. All right, go, go. <clears throat> I'm ready. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden visited a vaccination site at a seminary in Alexandria, Virginia, and Pops Joe... Did not waste any time laying on some confusing charm. Just don't ask me to play the piano or the organ. I can't. <laughs> don't know how. As my father would say, I have no talent at all. My dad used to play the saxophone, had a band when he was in high school. He'd look at me and say, Joey, I don't know where you came from. He said, you have two left feet, you can't dance. You can't carry a tune in the wheelbarrow. And then he'd say, and you have no lip to play a reed instrument. But, you know. So I had to become president, you know what I also do. I mean this with respect and admiration. I don't know if he knows where he is right now. <laughs> Tell you, my pops used to say, Joey, get yourself a nice saxophone. Somebody will be with you in your old age. Make sure it has tennis shoes on two of its feet. Make them left. <laughs> Who smells toast? Oh, wow. 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 That was far right wing comedian Stephen Colbert. Colbert laughing about, I don't know if the president knows where he is right now. Wow. I'm wow. sorry. I got, I got, I'm reeling. Has he been here. going with that theme? Do you know, Sean? You follow that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, that's kind of his, the, the, the his impression of Biden is he throws on the aviators and he does kind of, hey, hey, Jack, and then just gets lost in his own sentences. He says, Jack, wow. Yeah, as well he should. Get your words straight, Jack. <laughs> uh, so that's something. And 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 by the way, how how cruel a bastard was Biden's old man? You got two left feet. You can't dance. You can't carry a tune in a wheelbarrow. You got no lip for the saxophone. 
Your hands are no good for drumming. You couldn't play an accordion with those sucky, sucky elbows. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude. You can't act sell well enough to play a kazoo. I hate you, son. I hate you. <laughs> I mean, why didn't he just say it? I don't know. It was the 1915. I don't know. It was a different parenting style. Yeah, I guess you had to toughen up your kids to go fight the Kaiser. <laughs> so is Corn Pop his father? <laughs> oh, wait a and minute. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Wait a minute, Michael. I believe you have uncovered the Shakespearean, the uh, Oedipal truth behind Biden. Corn Pop was his father. Mm. Wow. I've got a story from Bloomberg News who reports on business. The headline is, Bleisure Time Catches On All Across America. Bleisure. I know Joe's a big fan of combining words. That sounds stupinteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Will you eat an outrageous bar, or does that rub you the wrong way? It sounds intrigidiotic. Intrigidiotic. <laughs> I tried to read the article and I didn't get very far before I just I lost something. So to you do. just wanted to taunt me with a combined something word. to do with business and leisure combining leisure. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything doesn't need a name. I don't know. I You're know. working from home. You spend a good solid hour on the report, then you go for a walk with the dog. You don't have to give that a name. Oh, boy, that's funny. Um, Lindsey Graham's on fire today, Senator from North Carolina, South Carolina, I'm sorry. He said, I think it's now time to shut down our immigration system and have a timeout. What they've done by abolishing the, uh, in uh, the remain in Mexico policy, people are released into the country. We've got a mess. I, I've heard a couple people say that now. Let's just stop everything. Announce we've stopped and then, you know, kind of like talk this over. That seems like a good idea. Yes, it does. I mean, for goodness sakes, whatever is happening now has to be stopped immediately. The humanitarian nightmare going on on the border, if you're not you know, following this, it's just crazy. The cartels are moving people and a lot of children north by the tens of thousands and just throwing them in the desert. I um, also uh, saw it pointed out yesterday, the vice president, Kamala Harris, who was tasked with running the whole border situation has not had a press conference or anything on it. And it's been going on three weeks. You would think if you give the vice president that job, within a few days, she would announce what the priorities are, you know, what the current situation is, what their goals are, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's been a couple of weeks now and not nothing. Well, then that was weird. That, that weird pivot to, well, we're putting her in charge of the uh, the diplomacy. With the Northern Triangle, the Central American uh, countries, to see what can be done. But not a single word about any meetings or high-level consultations or, or programs or anything. It's like she disappeared. I wonder how she feels about leisure. If I had a moment to ask her something, it wouldn't be that. You know, Mark Stein was on fire last night. As long as we're talking about the border, let's play clip number 70, Sean. For some reason, many apparently sensible persons, viewers of CNN and listeners to NPR and readers of the New York Times, 
think that the government of the United States being industrial scale enablers of some of the most evil people on the planet is somehow progressive and compassionate. It's not. Uh, there's nothing kind about incentivizing human trafficking, which by the way is merely a synonym for slavery. And the same people who want to tear down a statue if the guy's family had a plantation 300 years ago are all cool with the global trade in human beings of the 21st century. That's pretty good stuff. Because yeah. Biden and company couldn't say. Some of Trump's stuff was over the top. Some of it was all right, though, in terms of uh, the border. Uh, so we're going to try to refine the policies. No, because that's not going to get people to the polls. That's not dumb enough for American politics. You have to scream, they're racist, everything they're doing is racist, and we're going to undo everything they're doing. Well, the cartels get the Internet. They understand that means the the welcome light is on, and so they hurl people, but tens of thousands, up against the border wall with the resulting chaos and ugliness that we have. Oh, that reminds me, Senator Tim Scott, who I absolutely love, speaking of South Carolinians, um, is, is talking about uh, political correctness and all sorts of stuff as a black man. And uh, I, I thought he really brought it. Uh, we'll, we'll bring you that a little bit later this hour. Have you ever done peyote? I uh, th- This is being aired, sir. Actually, the answer to that is no. I don't really know what it is. It's, I just... Uh, no, that's a it's a hallucinogen. It's uh, naturally derived. The, the Indian tribes use peyote for Homer did it thousands the, of years. Homer did it in the Simpsons movie. <laughs> yeah, about never, all I know about peyote. Nah, never, never made that uh, trip. Well, they're not discussing that being legal or GHB. That'd be the growth hormone. But a whole bunch of other stuff they are discussing in California making legal. Uh, psychedelic drugs legal. An Army veteran made his case to lawmakers yesterday in California about how it has helped him so much after his PTSD um, serving in uh, Afghanistan. And he came back, and it's gotten him back to normal. So, Yeah, there are really interesting experiments also with uh, psilocybin, the uh, active ingredient in mushrooms. They mentioned that mushrooms. one? Yeah. Um, they mentioned mescaline? Yeah, I, I think that's totally legitimate, and they they ought to be, you know, doing whatever experiments might help our guys and gals who've suffered from that. Not to mention, I'm talking about our our military people, but you know, a lot of people have suffered from traumatic things that have messed up their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of which, I had no intention on talking about this, but it's it's kind of an obvious uh, opportunity. Uh, both my wife and I are taking a break from alcohol. Uh, for a couple of reasons, um, partly weight, honestly, it's a lot of calories. <laughs> um, and 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 the second thing is, I became. Do you aware. drink um, what is that ice cream with rum in it year round? Uh, eggnog. The... That's your only drink, right? Eggnog. <laughs> Middle of summer. Ice cream oh with God. rum. That's how you describe eggnog. <laughs> I was although I was like, wait a minute, there's an ice cream full of rum. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time to end the little the little break. And I, I'm just gonna I'm a drinking man, um, and I say this to my fellow drinking men and drinking women. Um, I'm really glad we're doing this because I it, I'm and and one of my things is always be honest with myself, and sometimes that's really hard. But I've come to realize I use alcohol as a numbing agent, and the problem with that is if you have an issue that you ought to be solving, you won't solve it when you're numb. It has to gnaw at you enough that you put out the energy to do something about it. And so I'm going to end the speech there. If you, like me, 
kind of numb that emotional toothache instead of going to the emotional dentist, if you will, <laughs> doing what it takes to fix the problem. The emotional dentist. Yeah. Just just be honest with yourself that that's what you're doing. So how long and, are you taking a break? speech. Well, our plan is two weeks. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm really liking it. How many days I'll, into it are you? A few. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, it's harder to get to sleep because when you're bombed, I mean, you're... There you go. You're out. <laughs> I was going to say, when do you miss it most? Playing golf or afternoon or first thing out of bed? When I'm sober. <laughs> when I'm when I'm strong. talking to a boring person. High five, Sean. You're too far. I'm reaching in. Yeah. High five. Um, oh, doctor. When I'm, you know what? I make jokes about that. Now I can remember my problems. I miss it most when I remember my problems. As soon as somebody and, says, and I have to deal with them. As somebody says, that reminds me of the time I, and then I think I wish I had a drink Where's, right now. Bar around here. <laughs> you people are so dull. You're so dull. I wish I could drink. You're Other so people just dull. listen to this, huh? <laughs> yeah. Other people straight up listen to this. Wow. <laughs> Other people enjoy listening to it. That's what's most amazing. <sighs> I was uh, I was rereading just a chunk of Jeff Tweedy of uh, the band Wilco's autobiography last night as I was trying to go to sleep, and he mentioned completely how, sober going to sleep. Yes, hundred percent. And he was talking about how bad he is at small talk, which is something that I have in common with him. And and it's it's it makes me sad because that seems to be the way people bond. And maybe I would like to bond, but I'm terrible at small talk. And and he said he just he gets to places, and people say, "How hey, how are the Cubs doing?" Or what do you think of the Cubs this year? And he said, "All my answer is saying is I'm a normal male human. I'm a normal male human. We're not exchanging any information. There are no ideas here. It's just and I want to talk about, you know, all the Cubs are going to be dead someday." Rizzo, the other guy, the guy with the goatee, someday they will die. And where do you think we go when we die? But nobody wants to talk about that sort of stuff. So it's just the curse of being a weirdo, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the curse of being a weirdo. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Bill Maher's an interesting cat. He's a liberal and a progressive that uh, he and I agree on nothing in terms of just overall philosophy of a... Uh, governing and human beings and safety net and that sort of stuff but as a an old school liberal he um he uh he's in in line with us a lot but this is well we'll just play it for you here's how it goes and finally new rule don't spin me when it comes to my health over the past year the covid pandemic has prompted the medical establishment the media and the government to take a scared straight approach to getting the public to comply with their recommendations. Well, I'm from a different school. Give it to me straight, Doc. Because <laughs> in the long run, that always works better than you can't handle the truth. Now, I get it. Doctors tell people lies because they don't trust you to finish the antibiotics. And media? Well, I think we all know if it bleeds, it leads. Researchers at Dartmouth built a database recently monitoring the COVID coverage of the major news outlets across the world and found that while other countries mix the good news in with the bad, the U.S. national media reported almost 90% bad news. Even as things were getting better, the reporting remained negative. So how how amazing is that? Mm. So that's unique to our U.S. media from the way they do it in uh, Europe? That's uh, I find that interesting. Why, we could probably talk for the next two hours on why that is and what it means. Uh, we won't. 
Is it because that's a we, head scratcher? Are we just ahead of the world in clickonomics because it all was invented here and that Europe is headed that direction? I don't actually know. Are they smarter than us? I don't. I I know. I tend to I don't doubt know. That. Smaller countries, more cohesive, where you're more likely to know the news anchor and tell them, "Hey, we don't appreciate the propaganda." I don't know. But the idea that they would mix more of the good news with the bad news, as opposed to just only bad news, right? It's troubling. Anyway, back to Bill. Moore. Even as things were getting better, the reporting remained negative. And politicians, they lie because it's their nature to cover their ass so they don't get blamed if things goes badly. And also to keep in practice. When all of our sources for medical information have an agenda to spin us, yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble. But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5%. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question, and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? I, yeah, I would agree. Well, and, and because I'm a middle child and I seek to bring people together, I'll point out that what do you expect of people if that's all they hear? They, sure. tune, to, they tune in or, or, or click on what used to be a respected source of news, not suspecting that they've become a, just an utterly shameless uh, clickbait factory. Feeding them misinformation, you gotta, you can't hate people for that. Well, similar to if you only heard one story of the election was stolen, uh, narrative. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you, you wouldn't have heard any of the other stuff. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what fixes this. I don't know how it gets better, but you, you can see it's a pretty big problem. Schools being closed is a big problem. And if it's because most people on the left think you're, <laughs> 10 to 50 times more likely to end up in the hospital or die from COVID than is true? That's right. a problem. And the perception is even less accurate when it comes to kids. We've gone over that. Let's let the little man with the big brain uh, finish his screed, then we'll have more comments. Here's what I'm saying. I don't want politics mixed in with my medical decisions. And now that everything is politics, that's all we do. If their side says COVID is nothing, our side has to say it's everything. Trump said it would go away like a miracle. And we said it was World War Z. If you lie to people, even for a very good cause, you lose their trust. I think a lot of people died because of Trump's incompetence. And I think a lot of people died because talking about obesity had become a third rail in America. A stunning statistic was reported. 78% of those hospitalized, ventilated, or dead from COVID have been overweight. It is the key piece of the puzzle 
by far the most pertinent factor, but you dare not speak its name. If the media and the doctors had made a point to keep saying, but there's something you can do, but we'll never know because they never did. Because the last thing you want to do is say something insensitive. We would literally rather die. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if it's the key, but it's certainly a key. Well, 70, what did he say, 78% yeah. of people who died yeah. were yeah. obese. Yeah. Being or, or old, s- significantly over, overweight. Being yeah. old and obese is a, a bad, bad place to be. But, but he's absolutely right. That's something nobody's ever going to say out loud. Yeah, yeah. That's fat shaming. Yeah, we're, man, we're, this is an odd moment in America. Or maybe it's just we're more aware of it. Maybe most of America has been fairly delusional through our whole history. No, no, you just didn't no know it. No way. Can't be. You don't think? Can't be. Certainly where you, certainly not where you had two different sides like this completely living in different worlds. Well, and as he makes the point, now that politics is everything, everything is about politics. It used to be, I mean, there, there'd be no motivation for the newspapers and networks of old to whip up disease fear or to tamp it down for that matter for political reasons. They would have thought that was a ludicrous thing to even suggest, but it's, it's our reality now. What strange times. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.